Hello guys, welcome to the Black Queen's Republic podcast. Today I have Hilda and she's here to talk about being a mom. I'm excited. So we're talking about racism and and did you ever think about, you know, your black son, you know, because we know that black boys go from babies to being weaponized like black boys don't have a they don't have an in-between you know it's like oh you're so you have such a cute little son oh hansel and then Mm -hmm. hansel looks like a criminal can you tell me about when you finally sort of realized that that was your plight as that was his plight sorry as your son Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I first realized it when, like, I, you know, I usually watch CP24 a lot. Mm-hmm. And then I realized it's always the black boys right. who are involved in shootings, mm-hmm. hit and runs, you know? And I'm like, why is it always the black boys? Like, it's very rare for you to, to, to watch the news and see, like, it's a white boy. It's always mm-hmm. the black boys that are targeted. And I'm like... Oh my goodness like for me as a parent I worry so much about my son mm-hmm. and I always tell him that we live with like you live in a wicked world mm-hmm. but we always try to like equip him with the right you know tools for him to be safe out there because the time is going to come when he's no longer in our you know custody mm-hmm. he's no longer in our like you know with with us but mm-hmm. he's out there in this cruel world mm-hmm. which always targets black boys regardless right. of whether they you know they, they they're in wrong or not right yeah. because we always see it on the news like mm-hmm. black boys are being targeted black men right. actually not just boys now it's black men mm-hmm. so and and the thing is that I, I was talking to a colleague of mine one day and they're like have you ever start to imagine that um, the school system uh, forgive me I'm kind of derailing from what you asked me mm-hmm. but the school system kind of like uh, puts it in our black boys mm-hmm. to always aim uh, at going to college instead of university definitely yeah because they want uh, they want them to like be in a certain like class yes right? So for me, when I was like, that conversation that I had with my colleague at work was mind-opening. Like, I'm like, wow. Mm-hmm. So I always tell my son, you're going to go to university. Mm-hmm. You will go to university because, and I always like encourage him, like, when you, when you finally go to high school, always look at the university courses. Do not set your mind to going to college because mm-hmm. this is how the system is like, you know, yeah. like kind of like bringing you towards that, you know, that direction right so for me i'm like black boys are not only targeted in terms of like you know they are like being presented and like you know they are doing a lot they're involved in a lot of like crimes or anything mm-hmm. but it also has to do with like their positions in like workplaces in society they are they're, they're looked at like as like people who do not have any kind of like value mm-hmm. and because they are few Mm-hmm. So they are targeted in such a way that you know they are locked up, mm-hmm. so they will not have like any impact on society. 
so it's always the black boys that are targeted in terms of like crimes you know guns sh- like shootings right. and of course when they are tried in the courts of laws they are locked behind bars and then mm. you know their life is pretty much like you know done yeah and then they're always in gangs <clears throat> and in, you know i always like we, we've started talking about you know that conversation about guns mm-hmm. with our son because i mean it's this is the right he's growing and right. he's interacting with other kids Def- you know yeah. at school yeah. So, like, for us, we feel like it's 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 very important for us to tell him about, you know, avoiding gangs, avoiding bad groups, right. because these are things which are ultimately going to land him in trouble if should he be involved with, you know, bad company. D- definitely. I think, you know, and, and I don't know if you've noticed, but in the news, when it's a black boy, it's uh-huh. always you know 27 year old black male 22 year old black but when it's if you want to know that it's a white person they will Mm -hmm. always write boy 27 girl 26 you know it's never they never identify the race because when it comes to white people it's important to protect the image of white people and to never to never present not even inter we should never entertain the idea that white people could be involved in crime mm-hmm. and so they control the news because again yeah. i bet you the ceo of ctv cp24 cbc global are all white people and so they control the narrative so yeah. what i've started to do when i see these articles on cp24 and they say boy boy i'm always like white boy 20 uh-huh. y'all need i always talk like i'm always like writing to cp24 like y'all need to stop being racist uh-huh. eventually they're gonna see my tweets but you know that's my little form of of activism and i think that language and, and of course as you know black communities black neighborhoods are overly policed which uh-huh. means black people are going to end up in um in prisons more because police is always yeah. making the, when they need to have a nice filled day where the, where do they go black neighborhoods they the black people yeah and it's but, but i want to so, so i want to talk about like we you're because you raised you raised your kids i mean they were young but you had a ugandan upbringing and you you right. raised your kids partly in uganda two of your children uh-huh. Did you ever think, oh my God, like what did I get myself into? I would never go through this in Uganda. In Uganda, let me go back. To be honest, I've had you know those you know. I've had those thoughts coming to my head, and I'm like, because when when you watch the news um, about like you know black men being targeted, killed, mm-hmm. you know, you're like is my son safe in this part of the world, mm-hmm. you know? Would I, like, would it have been a better, like, um, choice for me to, like, stay in Uganda and just raise him there because he's a target here, to be honest, mm-hmm. you know? So sometimes you have those feelings of, maybe I should take him back. Yeah. But then you're like, okay, this is a land of opportunities. I mean, you know? So you, you have those, those, those feelings of, I feel like, you know, he's safer mm-hmm. in Uganda 
than here because they'll always see him, but here they'll, they'll always see him as a target. Right. So the only thing that we have to do is like equip him with the knowledge and skills of how to like stay out of trouble. Mm-hmm. Because at the end of the day, sometimes the police would like actually stop you when, when you have nothing that you've done. Mm-hmm. But just because you're black, they'll still stop you. So mm-hmm. the only thing that we can do as parents is to equip our sons to stay out of trouble. I know sometimes with age, you know, they, they, they kind of like, you know, find themselves like joining the bandwagon and like giving it to peer pressure. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, like we, we should not stop talking and like imparting that knowledge and telling them stay out of trouble because you're a black man you're a black boy, you will mm-hmm. always be targeted. That's what I keep, I, I, keep, I keep telling my son, you're a black boy, you will always be targeted in this country, but right. you have to stay out of trouble. Now, tell me about that conversation when you're telling your black son, he's 11 years old, just to yeah. give people context. Yes. Tell me about that conversation. What are you saying to him when you're saying hey, listen, you are, you're black and you're not, you're not the same as your white counterparts. You're going to be judged by the world way more harshly than when, than any other race. How, tell me about how that conversation even begins with, with a, with a child. Yeah, because uh, like we we I, we usually watch the news with him, mm-hmm. and uh, recently when you know uh, everyone you know got to know about George Floyd, how he was killed, and mm-hmm. he and then he told me, "Mommy, that's a very cruel way to kill someone. Mm-hmm. That's that's so sad." And I'm like, "Yes, it's really sad because first of all, that man was a black man. Mm-hmm. You know, he kept on saying, I 'I can't breathe.' Mm-hmm. But if imagine if it was a white man." they would not like treat him gruesomely like that mm-hmm. right so i and i'm like the fact that he was a black man that contributed for him to die the way he died mm-hmm. so and he's like and i'm like the fact that you're also black mm-hmm. i'm not saying you're going to die like that but you have to watch to watch out like you have to like always stay out of trouble like i i cannot emphasize that all the time Right. So, like, him watching, like, he's getting more interested in, like, the news and, you know, getting to know why black boys are dying more, right? right? Mm-hmm. And why black boys are being arrested more mm-hmm. is because they are black. Mm-hmm. So, actually, at one point, he's like, but I rarely see white boys being arrested. Every right. time you see, you know, CP24, it's the black boys, Somalian mm-hmm. boys. And I'm like, it's because of this, the fact that, you know, they are black. They're so, overly policed, yeah. Exactly. So I'm like, as a black person, as black people will always be marginalized. Mm-hmm. But you can always change the narrative and st- like, don't don't involve yourselves in like yourself in like um, in gangs. Stay out of trouble. Like we always emphasize the fact that he has to stay out of trouble mm-hmm. and just you know do the right thing. You know, obey the law. You know, do just be a good citizen, right? Yeah. But at the end of the day, always have have it at the back of your mind that you'll always be targeted as a black person, as a black boy. Yeah. I mean, that's a great conversation to have with your son. But we've all mm-hmm. seen that, you know, it doesn't matter. 
what yeah. you, if you're in a, you know, um, the guy who was shot by a white woman who entered his house, he was, uh-huh. I forget his name. Oh my God, I'm so sorry, but I forget his name. So this, this white woman, cop, quote unquote, thought it was her apartment and shot uh-huh. him right and shot him uh-huh. in the back so meaning he was no threat uh-huh. he was a professional um sandra bland same thing she had her license and registration she was killed by the police yeah michael yeah. brown graduate uh again killed no reason at all um and and we're not by the way we're not saying that that people in gangs deserve to get killed but what i'm saying here is is it not then you know important to have that conversation with your son that actually it it kind of doesn't matter like you will be targeted for the simple fact that you're black black. yeah right so it doesn't matter if you're in a gang or you keep out of trouble you just have to run into a cop that's you know feels like being trigger happy that day and unfortunately the police is like a gang you know they they act the way they do because they know they're protected yeah right and so and i always tell my son like you have to know your rights Mm -hmm. you have to know your rights as a person do not let anyone intimidate you, like, you know, make you feel like, oh, you can't, you know, express yourself, mm-hmm. you know? You have to always know your rights, like, express yourself freely, you know? Mm-hmm. Don't be shy to to be, to let that person know that you're aware of your rights. Now, is as this a cop that, that you're telling your son to, because the person has a gun. Uh-huh. So are you having this conversation in terms of, like, he has to know his rights with with law enforcement or just in general in general mm-hmm. in general yeah in general because sometimes you know um like I've, I've i've been in a situation where like a white person kind of tried to like intimidate me right but then when i spoke my mind they were like oh she can she actually knows her rights oh right? yes that happens all the time especially when yeah, you're in our field of social services Yes, so, like, sometimes a a police officer will walk up to you and, like, you know, try to, like, kind of intimidate you. Mm -hmm. But that when you show them that, you know, you're confident in yourself and, like, you know your rights, like, you can speak up for yourself, Mm -hmm. then they know that they can't let, like, let you get, like, they can't get away with whatever they are trying to frame you with, right? Mm -hmm. Because sometimes it's a simple thing that they might, like, you know, make big just so because you're black right Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. i always encourage him to like speak up for himself you know self-advocate for himself and you know just be confident in what he's saying right yeah i i landed in in a situation like that my mother had given her friend Uh um you know permission to use her address for stuff and Uh so this friend committed a crime I don't know what the crime was so the police came banging on my door keep in mind they were stalking me like every time i would come into the house and leave you know there would be a police car watching 
Uh-huh. Anyway, so one day they're banging on the door, and I had a white tenant who rented one of the rooms who went uh-huh. and opened the door, and I was like, why the fuck would you open the door for the police, you stupid bitch? <laughs> like, like, what the hell is wrong with you? Anyway, so I opened the door for the police, and they're like, we're looking for this person. And I'm like, they don't live here. And then he's like, well, this is their... Like, he just immediately starts shouting at me, right? Well, this is where they live and da, 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 this, is the, this is the last known address. Well, they're not here anymore. So I don't know what you want me to tell you. They're like, can we come in and search? I'm like, no. What are you searching for? I just want to yeah. search. Search for what? Yeah. And then I'm like, you have to leave. The person doesn't live here. I'm the one that yeah. lives here. And so finally he leaves. But that could have gone any type of way he could have been like yeah. you're not letting me in the house and shot yeah. shot me to death but you bring yeah. up a good point that yes it's it's important to know your rights and to not be intimidated by the police yeah but it's also like that could I, i've had those situations where police like i think one time a policeman tried to ask for my id because i jaywalked and i was like are you Sir, please find something to do. Like, yeah. Seriously, jaywalking. You don't have anything you are doing with your life. Jaywalking. Yeah, yeah. I literally so walked away from him while he was talking. But again, that could have gone any type of way. Yeah. So it's yeah. it's important to sort of highlight that. Really, at mm-hmm. the end of the day, it could just be that you land on a. A George Zimmerman or yeah you know who could just be like I'm just gonna shoot you now because I can so and to be honest there's no way to have this converse there's no easy way to have this conversation with your with your son yeah um I guess you just have to try your best yeah you know to make him understand his plight in this world you know in in um in luganda they say you know yes. you have to yeah. know your issue in this world otherwise yeah. you yeah we always tell him that as a black boy he will always be he will always be targeted mm-hmm. and it's his responsibility we as parents have like equipped him with the necessary skills it's his responsibility to like always look out for you know things that might land him in, into trouble so mm-hmm. yeah but we like we always make sure that he's in the know of the fact that he's a black boy and he'll always be targeted always yeah now let's yeah. move on to your daughters um you also have black daughters and they're not of course uh we've talked a lot about your son but yes as you know when black women are going through shit they're almost you know like don't even matter we've seen it with brianna taylor we've seen it with sandra bland um antoinette i forget her last name um the lady who was shot in her texas home you know in in her house in her in texas in texas where people are allowed to carry around guns um we've seen that lady who was shot a policeman literally said on the phone she has a mental health problem and then proceeded to kill her so but but i want to talk more about 
the fact that black girls are often unseen Uh Um, and we have experience with this being Ugandan women because we have been through it especially if you have brothers I don't know if you have brothers but I have brothers I have two brothers (laughs) oh lord same so you know that when you're being raised in a home and and there's boys oftentimes you can you'll notice that you're the bottom of the barrel because you're a girl yes yeah and did you sort of teach your daughters that like how have you managed to make sure that you raise your your daughters and your son no, I don't want to say as equal because I don't know that they'll ever be equal, but for them not to feel less than because they're the, the girls. You know, like we're raising them to know that, um, just like you said, it's not like they're equal, but to know and be aware that they, they too deserve to have equal opportunities. Like it mm-hmm. doesn't matter if they're girls you know, because sometimes where we grew up, like society, like assigns different roles, mm-hmm. it assigns different, you know, jobs, it assigns different, different responsibilities for boys and mm-hmm. girls. Mm-hmm. So usually the, the ladies are always in the kitchen, mm-hmm. they don't go to school, thank God times have changed, more women and mm-hmm. girls are coming up and like they're taking up positions in like big offices, mm-hmm. in, like political offices and you know, what's, what, what, and so on Mm -hmm. so um as you know a mother of two girls i i like i always like advocate for them thank god we're in a country which really advocates for women's rights Mm -hmm. but had we been back home in uganda i'll still do the same thing Mm -hmm. right because in the old days women actually would not go to school because they felt like oh they're supposed to stay home and have kids and mother kids and be wives and you know Mm -hmm. while boys were given the opportunity to go to school Mm -hmm. and have you know all you know that the privileges of you know having to go and you know work and be breadwinners right yes but again women also have the same intelligence women have the same you know capacity to to do the things that men do Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So, for example, my daughter Ariel, she's a very smart girl. I always tell her, you'll be an engineer, you can be a, a, a pilot, you can be anything you want, you can be a doctor, mm-hmm. anything you want. You know, mm-hmm. I don't say, I don't tell her, oh, men are only supposed to be doctors. No, I always tell her that you can be anything you want, mm-hmm. anything. So I like, I always put it in her that. It does not, I, I don't even know if she's actually aware that <laughs> in, in Uganda, like like the African traditional like society, like kind of puts women down. Oh, definitely. In a big, yeah, big so, way. Yeah. So for yeah. me, I always like, like advocate for her. I always encourage her mm-hmm. and tell her that you're a smart girl. You can be anything you want. Right. Do you but also... Do you also have that conversation that there are people out there who will not think the things that you think of her? Yes. Mm-hmm. There are people out there who will actually try to put her down. Yeah. People who will think that she's not worthy to like, you know, hold a certain position. People who will think that just because she's a black girl, mm-hmm. she does not 
deserve to be, you know, a doctor, right? Mm-hmm. She does not deserve to be, you know, a pilot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but then at the end of the day, I, 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 I always tell her that it does not matter what, you know, people say. Mm-hmm. It's what we, like, what, what we've told you because we believe in you. Mm-hmm. And you've raised her. So, yes. And she's a very smart girl. She's, like, she she will have, like, the kind of conversations that we have with her mm-hmm. are so advanced that, you know, she really understands. So we always encourage her that it does not matter what people think about you, mm-hmm. but you can be anything you want. You're going to come across people who will be like, no, you can't, you can't do that. Mm-hmm. But then we're like, always remember what mommy and daddy tell you. Yes, you can do it. Yeah. You can you can surpass what people are, like you know the the standards that people have set for you and you can you know go over and beyond them. Right. So um for us, what we do is just encourage you know them to not to think about what people say or what you know yeah society might put as tumbling blocks to their you know success. Mhm. Yeah. Now you know I, I don't know if you dealt with this growing up but I <clears throat> because we things as simple as like hair I've talked about this on the uh yes. black hair podcast uh, episode. We are raised from the time I was like 7 my mom was already perming my hair and she always said things about my hair or you know the only representation we had with toys was like um you know barbie who is white (laughs) you know and now that's still happening that is still the case white people are still overly represented in media and this is what your kids are watching they're watching frozen they're watching um i don't know if they're too maybe they're too old for frozen or but they're watching like Tangled or Zootopia or, mm-hmm. you know, the, the Lion King, which was supposed to be African. But somehow most of the people in the Lion King had American accents. But that's a whole yeah. other conversation. Yeah. So yeah. Your, your kids, your girls are watching the representation of beauty either be because you have dark skinned daughters, right? Yes, yeah. But they either see white girls on television being the standard of beauty with their nice, uh-huh. quote-unquote, nice, um, luscious, long, straight hair, or it's uh-huh. the if she's black, then she's light-skinned with loose curls and, and colored eyes. Uh-huh. Do you worry that there is going to be a point in your daughter's lives where they're going to be like, they're going to come home and be like, Mommy, I'm... I'm not beautiful. I don't like my kinky hair. I hate my skin. I, I actually worry about my youngest because she has told me so many times mm-hmm. that she, want me, she wants me to straighten her hair. Mm. And I'm like, Mama, first of all, um, those are strong chemicals. Right. And secondly, if I was to straighten your hair with a hair straightener, it's, it's a lot of heat on your hair mm-hmm. and it might be painful. Mm-hmm. But she fantasizes so much about her hair being straight because, yeah, she watches, you know, those Barbie dolls and, like, Frozen and everything. Mm-hmm. But I always tell her that you're beautiful with your hair. You know, you don't have to straighten it. 
you don't have to do anything to it. Mm-hmm. I actually like want to set an example because I always pump my hair and I'm like, okay, I think I need to lead by example. I'm going to go natural mm-hmm. because maybe that, then she will know that if my mom has natural hair, she, mm-hmm. she doesn't pump her hair, mm-hmm. then I have to feel comfortable with my hair. But she has come to me so many times telling me, mom, I want you to straighten my hair because mm. I want it to look like Elsa's. Right. I right. want it to look like Princess Ariel's. And I'm like, no, your hair is beautiful. You're black. Yeah, this is what black girl's black. hair looks like. One time she's like, but mommy, why do, we, why do we have hair like this? Because some of my friends at school, they have mm-hmm. straight hair. Mm. And I'm like, it's because you're black and you should be proud of it. Right. But she's like, but mommy, their hair is beautiful. One time I told my friend, can I touch your hair? It's beautiful, it's straight. And I'm like, yes, I know it's beautiful and straight, but yours is beautiful too. And right? yeah. So she's she has come to me so many times. She's like, mommy, I want you to straighten my hair. I want my hair straight and not kinky. But I'm like, it's because you're black and you're beautiful. Yeah. Don't forget that. So I worry that, you know, sometimes it might be carried away by what they watch. Right. On TV and, and their friends because mm-hmm. they see friends with, you know, white friends with straight hair. But mm-hmm. I'm like, you have to embrace who you are. You're Absolutely. And, yeah. And, and you should love your hair. Right. But I really, really like, that's an issue for me and my youngest, by the way. She always wants to, me to straighten her hair. Mm. It's not the case with her, with her sister. Her sister is like, she, she doesn't really mind whether she has kinky hair or not. But I think this year when she like, she fantasizes so much about having that hair, like Princess Ariel or Elsa, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, so it's an issue for her, but we always tell her that, you know, you're beautiful. Your hair is beautiful the way it is. So I'm actually, like I said, I'm going to, I think I'm going to have to lead by example, by going natural. So that like, I mean, she's like, look at our hair. It's beautiful. It's nice. We should embrace it because this is what God gave us and we should be, you know, comfortable with it. So, right. Yeah. You know, and that's, um, that's a tough one because in Uganda, when I was growing up and I started having those issues, my mom started buying um, those, I don't know if you remember the monitor. The monitor used to write these African books like Mr. Yes. Mapengo or Nyamundu, the lazy girl. Yes, um, you I know, exactly. So she used to buy me like those types of books to sort of see people that looked like me in illustrations because before that I was reading like a lot of Disney books and then there was this Peter and Jane like literally a British book exactly with white people and so my mom started buying these there was a UTV cartoon called Sarah which was about I think it was about HIV awareness or STI awareness and she would start doing you know playing like those types of things that's when she introduced me to Nollywood um, watching Nigerian movies when I was little and it it helped in a big way seeing people that looked like me on television yes um maybe didn't take away my insecurities about being you know black because like you said Uh in uganda we we fantasize about 
light-skinned women and light-skinned women are (laughs) considered pretty and all these things but I think my mother especially when my mom bought me those books that were written by Ugandans and had Ugandan names and Ugandan characters on them it, it made a world of a difference because I remember wondering why my hair was not like Rapunzel's hair or yes. why I didn't look like Sleeping Beauty or uh-huh. and and you go through as a child you sort of you kind of go through like trying to figure out if you're beautiful like it's or not it's a hard it, it's a hard journey yeah. really yeah. to go through as a black girl hopefully these kids now i'm hoping there's so many resources now that parents can get Uh you know and so i would say like youtube has a lot of really good black cartoons or like there's a lot of like young black youtubers that they can watch um i know for myself like i don't i rarely watch a, a an overly white show you know, and that's yeah. really for my own mental health, right? Yeah. I already live in a quote-unquote majority white society, so yeah, I I I have to make sure that what I'm watching is representative of who I am. So yeah, but definitely, I think those affirmations help a lot. Like yes. I I could have done without my mother's constant like eh eh naya oh you know you. <laughs> That hair yeah, is too kinky. My mom used to straighten our hair with that comb. They they used they, they would put it on um charcoal stove. Yes. And then straighten it. Yes. You know. Uh, and then when I look back, I'm like, I mean, we 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 should embrace who we are. Like we don't yeah. have to straighten our hair. So yeah. I mean, it's yeah, it's it's a tough situation to be, especially when you like you're raising kids and they're watching so much of like Rapunzel, mm-hmm. like Sleeping Beauty, Elsa. Mm-hmm. They kind of idolize, you know, themselves as being those characters. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they kind of like question why am I black? Why and which is the white like <laughs> the white man's mission to exactly to keep everyone feeling so disgusted with themselves that they want to be white and then because you'll never be white you always have this longing and it takes work to actually reach that point of being like you know what i'm black and i'm proud of it it takes time though it takes time but i i like that you give your daughters um affirmations um, the yeah. last thing I want to ask about is your daughters are, are black girls. They're going to grow into black women and uh-huh. black women are, are expected to be meek. You know, we're expected to Uganda in Uganda in Canada. When uh-huh. the moment a black woman is uncomfortable, she's too loud. When she says yes. she doesn't like something, she is bad mannered when a black woman is feeling herself you know she's like i'm sexy i'm gorgeous i'm gonna show off what my mother gave me she's a whore so really and then when you have uh kamala harris who's a successful politician Uh uh, then people say oh she had sex with a white man to get her where she is 
or you oh, have people you have people like especially as a wandera kaziwe who was yeah. the first um african vice president in the world wow. and people said oh she slept with museveni she slept with the ugandan president to get that job uh-huh. and we know that constantly black women are you, you literally just have to be like dead and it's not just white people that perpetuate these ideas it's black men mm-hmm. you know black men shame black china for having a fake ass but kim kardashian is exotic um exactly. kylie jenner is attractive but amber rose is a whore how are you preparing your daughters for a world that will never find them to be good enough and and then even with that how do you teach them to advocate for themselves because you're not going to be there all the time to advocate for them yeah yeah definitely like i i i like i i told my daughters to be free with themselves mm-hmm uh for example so many people tell me my youngest daughter takes after me she's she's very vibrant she loves dancing she's you know i, I like i tell her it's okay to like what you like you don't have to give in to people like putting you down mm-hmm. or judging you right mm-hmm. and most importantly like speak your mind i thank god that my my second daughter ariel she has a very strong character sometimes she like she reasons with me and i'm like okay because i know no one is going to take her for a ride mm-hmm. she will read you like mm-hmm. she will read you like she's the kind of person who will not like taking anyone's nonsense she will not yeah. so i like i always like nurture that character in her but of mm. course to do it respectfully absolutely just like you said like when i when when a black woman gets uncomfortable oh she's she's loud yeah she's being respectful mm-hmm. right so for me my my daughter i always tell her that yes speak your mind do not let people like walk over you mm-hmm. do it in a respectful way but you you your number one advocate i will advocate for you but you also have to advocate for yourself you mm-hmm. know and you know do what makes you happy right yeah. as long as you believe in yourself it mm-hmm. does not matter what other people like think or say right mm-hmm. because at the end of the day you know who you are as a person mm-hmm. the world is always going to judge you right and more harshly because you're a black girl exactly because you're a black girl so people are always going to say and think that oh just because you're black you can't do this mm-hmm. just because you're black you can't you can't you know post a picture about yourself like loving on yourself no right. they feel like oh you're blowing your own trumpet no if you if that's what you want be comfortable in your skin and and love yourself it's okay for you to love yourself right mm-hmm. and don't let to let people take you for a ride right if someone like tries tries you it's okay for you to read them right <laughs> it's okay. no i like that a lot because my mother yeah. always said oh what if people beat you <laughs> like please i've yeah. always been a you know like super blunt my whole life people have been saying like i'm bad mannered like that yeah, has always to, to you <laughs> yeah speaking your mind yeah yeah and they perceive it as you as they perceive it as you being 
blunt and bad mannered mm-hmm. because society has raised them to be quiet and and you know not speak up and and just coil around and just not say nothing yeah and i think the message i will tell black girls is is you have to be okay being the loud black woman you have yes. to be okay being the disobedient the the quote-unquote black sheep of the family the bad yes. mannered the ill mannered not raised well black woman because yes. that if that is what is going to get the job done if that's what's going to get people to respect your boundaries then uh-huh. stand up in it because the truth is you are never going to be a black woman that is good enough for not even Everybody. straight black men a pre yep. you know it's like they want you to be confident but confident only in in a way that that um makes them comfortable and yep. what is Steve Harvey is a big a, a huge misogynist i know people love him but he literally wrote a whole book telling women to deem themselves down for a man. Are you fucking kidding me? And I couldn't believe I I I was so shocked at how many people were reading this book and so many Ugandan women when that book no, came so out. Right. I will never that forget. That is why people judge Stella Nyanzi, but I love that woman. Oh no, me I love her. I think sometimes I she her. needs to relax, of course, but Yes. She's definitely No, no, no. I I love that she speaks her truth. Yeah. Every time, you know, like yes. do I agree with all her methods? Definitely no. not, but she gets the job done. She gets her yeah. voice heard. And and that's what black women have to realize like you will no unless you literally like you lie on the ground and you just put a carpet on yourself and allow people to walk on you uh-huh. you are always going to be perceived as loud because because white people have created this idea that you are a black woman therefore you don't matter this goes way back yeah. into colonization and slavery and you're not going to change it now so yeah. it's better for you to just do you. I don't care. Post your pussy. Me, I'm all about pussy power. If that's yeah. what you want to do, do it. Do it. I'm not here yeah. to tell anybody anything like but but it's like but black women have to realize there is no way there is no way to be the good girl or the that's not a thing. That's a myth. It doesn't yeah. exist because when Marilyn Monroe did nude shoots she was like oh my god classic you know uh she's just so gorgeous and beautiful and and she was the first person to do a nude shoot which was a complete utter bullshit lie yeah but because she's a white woman we've been for- she's been shoved down our throats as the standard yeah. of beauty because she had a voluptuous body black women have been having voluptuous bodies for so long and you they're know. not recognized and not and don't even look like Marilyn Monroe is like she doesn't even compare to half the girls i've seen just in my yeah. country alone yeah 
She doesn't. Like, please, big lips. Which takes me back to what you were saying. White people are overrepresented. Overly. Because if these people saw the kind of girls in our country, oh my god. Like, just um, imagine if white people went to <laughs> one district in in Uganda. I don't care what yeah. district. Just one district. Yeah. And you'll see all the fucking voluptuous women that you need to see. The big lips that you people think only Angelina Jolie has. They're all over the place. Yeah, and it's normal to us anyway. We all have, most of us have full lips. Yeah, but because (laughs) Because you guys just discovered Angelina Jolie, a white woman who has big lips. Now it's, (gasps) oh my God. It's a big deal. It's crazy to me uh-huh. how white people have managed to frame this society, but um, yeah, it, I'm I'm so I have to I have to say that your style of parenting uh-huh. is is unconventional, you know, from like from most Ugandan parents. Like, everything you said is so foreign. You talk to your kids, you give them positive affirmation. Um, yes. I forgot to ask you before I ask this question. Um, uh-huh. What about your son? How do you teach him about, you know, women and, and treating, not women, like girls and how he needs to treat his sisters? By the way, I always tell him you have to respect women. Regardless, mm-hmm. sometimes they piss him off because they're two girls and he's a boy. Mm-hmm. They'll piss him off and he will be very mad and he sometimes lashes out at them and yells at them. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, I know you're mad, I know you're upset, mm-hmm. but please do not yell at your sisters. Don't mm-hmm. yell, at, don't like use your words correctly. If, if it's beyond you, come tell me, go tell right. your dad. Don't yell at your sisters. Because Have a conversation. When you yell at your sisters, right? This is going to be like it's something that you're going to think is okay, mm-hmm. and you will yell at your wife. Mm-hmm. Do not yell at your sisters. Do not put your hands on your sisters. Do not like respect women. Mm-hmm. Like I can't stress that more. And, and the good thing is that his dad always also tells him. Right. That do not yell at your sisters. Like you have to respect. It starts with your sisters. Like, if you're going to have, like, meaningful relationships with, you know, a relationship with your wife or with your your girlfriend, it starts with your sisters. Because, Mm -hmm. I mean, these are people that you've grown up with. Right. right? So, you have to have respect for them. Do not yell at them. Never put your hands on any woman. So, that he knows. Mm, Okay. Of course, they piss him off. They they make him angry. Girls are girls. They have, you know, they are on moments right yeah but like we always tell him and encourage him to like you know respect women mm-hmm. yeah but i um, like that i like that you're like use your words have a conversation yeah instead of instead of yelling now back to what yeah. i was gonna add my final question mm-hmm. um your parenting style you have to admit is is unconventional for mm-hmm. a ugandan parent Um, what is your advice to parents who feel like, no, I'm not, you you know, they're saying, Hilda, you don't know my kids, like my kids are this and that, like I can't talk to them. What is your advice 
um, for, for those parents and even those parents who are struggling to transition from the Ugandan way of parenting and now they're in Canada and they have to assimilate essentially I think the most important thing is to make your children your friends mm-hmm. talk to them don't be like oh the scarecrow uh, parent no mm-hmm. like be their friend because mm-hmm. it's easier to like discipline your child and talk to your child if you have that like that friendship mm-hmm. not just because you are their parent mm-hmm. but the fact that you're their friend they can easily and freely talk to you about anything mm-hmm. so um for parents who are trying to like to adjust from like the kind of like parenting that we all know from uganda to like parenting here right. i think the most important thing is to like make your children your friends mm-hmm. and talk to them like mm-hmm. you know don't let don't let um anyone like have you know that opportunity to be their friend especially friends at school mm-hmm. or like other people like in within your community like mm-hmm. make your kids your friends mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah and also like just talking to them right talking to them are like constant like because with kids i remember when i was growing up my mom would like constantly repeat certain things mm-hmm. i feel like they stuck in my head so right. constantly talking, 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 and talking, you know? Yeah. And and yeah. what about with with talking to your kids about the political climate and them being black children? How do you advise parents go about it? Because you said racism comes out a lot for kids, especially in the education system. Yes. So, like, be... Uh, like honestly, I advise parents to be their children's advocates. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like advocate for your children as much as you can. Right. In the school system, like anywhere, like advocate for your children. Like tell them to be confident in who they are. It doesn't matter if you know um, they are black because. To be honest, one thing I've actually come to realize that when you show these people that I can actually do something, mm-hmm. then they they like they'll kind of like let their guards down, right? Yes. But if you show them that you're timid and you know, they'll right. like take advantage of you. So like, it's it's very important like to encourage our kids to like self advocate for themselves as much as we are also like advocating for them. Mm-hmm. They should know that as much as they are black people they equally deserve the opportunities that other, like, white counterparts, like, enjoy. Right, so parents, too, have to have confidence. Yeah, have the confidence, but also reminding them that they'll always be a target. That should always be at the back of their minds, that you'll always be a target, but you don't have to let that Mm -hmm. mindset kind of, like, limit you from, you know, trying to achieve what you want to achieve, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Well... I, that is a great note to end on. Thank you so much for coming. You gave me a lot of things to think about, you know, because, I mean, one day I'm going to be a mom and... Yay! I can't wait. <laughs> yeah. I love babies. I think I'm going to steal that baby. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, yeah. you might have to take them because I have very little patience, but... Yeah. 
I, uh, you know, one day I'm going to be a mom and I'm going to have to have these conversations. I like that yeah. your, your parenting style is, it's interesting. It's definitely one that I've never heard of until today. Uh-huh. Talking to yeah. your kids and affirming your kids, really important. So, so thank you for that. A lot of insight. Please come back. Let's let's have more will. conversations. Um, I'm gonna let you go, but um, thank you so much for being on the on the podcast. Bye, guys. Thank you so much for having me. Have a good night. You as well. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening this season on the podcast. I'm bringing Carmen back and we're going to be giving you guys some tips on how to deal with those bitches in the workplace, also known as the Karens. I will also be talking to a man about his perspective on feminism. More specifically, we'll be discussing the book All About Love by Bell Hooks. And last but not least, I'm bringing my auntie on the podcast to discuss consent that and many many more make sure you like us on facebook follow us on instagram and let me know what kind of topics do you want to hear i want to hear from you what do you think of the episodes anyways i gotta go but remember to stay black always